Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome back. Another episode of the Believe in Commander Show. I'm Anthony Armstrong, original 13. I got the original host of the show, Brian Murphy. He's back. He's been on the lake. He's got his uh, toes in the water, his ass in the sand. That's right. Um, I don't know if he had a cold beer in his hand, but how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I know we, we got together pretty quickly there to talk about the sale and how exciting that was. But yeah, it's good to be back in the swing of things. And man, just like that, football is around the corner with training camp up first. All of a sudden, we'll be talking about preseason games. I mean, yeah. uh, summer is still here. Don't get me wrong. It is super hot, but uh, football in the fall is right around the corner. So uh, I'm doing well. Glad to be back in the saddle. And I'm wearing pink, and that's in celebration of the the newest member uh, coming along for Team Armstrong. Congratulations <laughs> to, to Papa and Mama Armstrong, a little girl Appreciate on the way. It. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Four of them going to be officially crazy but I've, I've always figured that that uh anybody who has a little girl um the the guys end up being bold so i'm trying to hopefully hold on to what i got <laughs> up here um for a little bit longer but now things are exciting for sure it's just like getting that late you know addition or getting that big draft pick that's that right you, that you've been looking for you know so definitely excited for that um but we definitely want to hear from our sponsors before we get too far into the show. Cause in this show, we're going to talk about just what are you thinking about leading into training camp, right? Uh, we're talking about that. Some training camp news around the league, some overall NFL news, but we're going to hear from the good folks over there at bet online. Brian, let them know about bet online. That's right. Bet online continues to be your number one source for all your betting needs. They've got a little bit of everything on there. Go check them out. You can get the latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and like I said, football is right around the corner. Basketball is right around the corner as well. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone or your tablet or your laptop. So head to the website or use your mobile device. That's betonline.ag to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's believe, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget, bet online where the game starts. Where the game starts. And the season is starting for training camp here right around the corner. Before we get to that, I want to ask you do you golf? Are you much of a golfer, Brian? I, I am not. I love watching golf. I love playing top golf. But as far as me getting out on the uh, course, it's not it's not fun for me. It's not I'm just yeah. so bad. It's not enjoyable. I understand that. I, I feel that we went to Sedona, uh, me and the wife went to Sedona not too long ago. And I had the one good day, decent, good, decent day of golf. The other day wasn't so decent. So yeah. uh, I feel you on you like, man, I don't want to be out here doing bad. But my goal is to break 90. There you uh, so go. If you, uh, if you're a golfer and you listen to the Believe in Commander show, tweet at me, rated Armstrong. Let me know what your uh, number one tip is and what's what's your best score ever. We'd love to hear that. Uh, but let's talk about training camp. We're mm -hmm. just days away. I think maybe rookies may be in the building already. Yeah. Uh, but just days away from officially having the entire team together in Ashburn under new ownership, uh, with a whole new vibe, a whole new swag. What are you looking for coming into training camp, Brian? 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited about the fact that it is under new ownership because it feels like just like this fresh brand new start. And I think the timing of the sale was so perfect for that, that now we can get excited about this team coming back out there. And there are so many good stories going into this season. We know about Terry McLaurin. We know about uh, John Allen, some of these guys that are, are really making their marks on the league. Deron Payne with a new contract, Jahan Dotson, hopefully in a fully healthy sophomore year. So there are a bunch of like veterans that I'm looking at. Um, but obviously I, I've got to go back to the quarterback and Sam Howe, uh, you know, coming off one start. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, we know that the commanders have been criticized and questioned about their decision to roll with Sam Howell as their quarterback, but yeah. uh, I'm excited about it. And now, uh, you know, we can focus on football with all that other stuff out of the way. I'm going to call it other stuff from now on because I, I don't want to talk about yeah. it anymore except for the new exciting stuff. But yeah. I, I'm really excited to see how Sam Howell comes out there. If he's got a grasp of Eric Bieniemy's offense, if they're kind of clicking and humming a little bit. Um, that's going to be one of the main things, if not the main thing that I'm, I'm looking at as training camp gets started. Really seeing how Sam Howell adjusts um, can, is going to mean a lot for this team, what direction mm -hmm. that they go. So seeing what he does is huge, but I'm going to take mine off of the field. One thing I'm looking for, uh, looking forward to uh, at training camp is to see the fans bring that energy and that, that excitement that came from July 20th, mm -hmm. 720. Uh, bring that to FedEx, bring that to Ashburn, bring that to training camp. Um, there's some new additions that the team has put in that y'all may have seen on Twitter. I know I saw it this morning. They added these 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 rows of bleachers and some like permanent looking stands at the uh, red, well, shoot, commander's park. That's right. uh, they've headed over. They added that over there. And I can tell you, having done training camp in Ashburn, where those stands now sit used to be just dirt, slightly slanted field, uh, gravel, mud, grass, really not a place that you're going to want to, you know, stand for a couple of hours in 100 degree weather. Um, no place to sit down comfortably. So for them to put that there, it lets you know they want to treat the fans right. They want them to have a good experience at training camp, especially since the team's not going down to Richmond. That's not happening any longer. Might as well make training camp a place that people get to go uh, and attend. So I'm excited to see the fans uh, come out there and show love to their team and support them moving forward. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a buzz out there. And and you're going to be down there later on this week. We're recording this yeah. on Tuesday. I think, what does that make it Friday that you'll be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there Friday. It's a funny story. I, in my mind, I thought it was Saturday. I just assumed it was a Saturday. <laughs> okay. I get to going and going. I finally look and I'm like, oh, it's a Friday. That changes everything. Like it's, I mean, you got to deal with traffic and, you know, the long ride from Maryland. So I'm going to be there though. I'm okay. still committed to the cause, but I, I definitely, um, yeah, I, I was thinking it was Saturday. How did that conversation go over with your wife? If I, if I might ask, was she not happy to hear that you're leaving a day early? No, we'll see. No, she's, uh, she's going to. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. To, Great. She's nice. Going okay. To, yeah, she's going to. So it's not just a uh, me thing. Like we're going to okay. be up there anyway. We're going to be up there in Maryland anyways. And training camp, Legend Day at training camp is going to be uh, overlapping. So it's two birds, one Perfect. stone. Might as well make that trip. Did it the last time, and it's glad glad to know that I'm welcome uh, back in the building. So uh, why not take advantage and bring the family up there? I'd love to see love to see my kids run around and be in that environment. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping that you get to talk to some people and maybe shake some hands with some of the new bigwigs and all that. But I think it's really exciting to see, you know, we saw Daryl Green out there. We saw a bunch of names that that not weren't gone from from the, the past. But, you know, it's just good to see them out with a new excitement because it's not just the yeah. fans. It's not just the current players there. There's a lot of rich history for this team that I think will be coming out. And I think it starts with this training camp. So I'm excited to, to hear from you and from fans and following along on Twitter and Instagram to see what kind of buzz there is, because I really do think that this excitement, I think there is some momentum that they can really gather and gain as we roll into to this football season. I'm excited to hear from you to, to, to see what that looks like. Yeah. It's kind of like a, uh, what, I guess it's the 12th man of sorts. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it, to be so far away from regular season football, it's like, man, hope this type, type of stuff doesn't like fizzle and fade away. Like you gotta, you gotta just keep this same, same thing going and just lead into week one. Uh, with a good upswing of trajectory. But um, I know that as a player going through training camp and your goal down the line is getting into week one, I know how I would like to try to progress in those things. And uh, similar to how I want y'all fans to do. You guys get really got to just rev this thing up and just have consistent, uh, consistent contribution to the energy and the good vibes for the commanders. So maybe, you know, if you can take away everything that's going on with the sale, I know that might be hard to do because I think that's part of the excitement. But but what's going through a, a veteran's head, a player's head, maybe veteran or rookie's head as training camp starts, knowing that this is the start of a five month plus grind that is about to get going here? Yeah, from it's really different from from each standard, you know, from each point. You know, if somebody who's been in the league for a little bit, they understand what camp is like. They know what they need to do. Uh, and they have a plan in place for that. And on the flip side, you have rookies. And we'll start there. Those young guys don't really know. Now, a lot of them think they know because they've been through the OTAs, many camps. Uh, EB, Eric Bien-Ami has gotten after them a few a few right. times here or there. So they think that they know. But you don't really know until you actually get out there that first snap. There's fans out there watching you. And then it's the first padded day. Those are the times that you're really going to start to say, okay, I'm in the NFL now. This is real. Um, when you're standing out pre-practice, they shoot the uh, they shoot the jugs machines off, and they put the returners out there early. You've got ten. I don't know how many. Let's say ten thousand fans at training camp. There may be a big number for uh, for uh, for up there in Ashburn, but either way, you've got all these fans watching you catch punts off the jugs. You catch Some, it. It's a cheer. Right. Everybody's cheering. You drop it. It's a groan. And that can sit that can sit with you literally all day. Yeah. You got to shake that stuff off and just understand this is your job. Everybody's here to watch you do your job. Uh, flip side, as a veteran, you already know what it is. You get you learn to live and vibe off of the fans' energy. You know what I mean? Like having the fans there means every time I make a catch, I'm trying to make a play, I'm going to get an instant reaction from it. So you already get that feedback. Um, and you know how to work. You know what you know what the goal is is to to get into training camp, get into the season healthy, and you know hopefully lead this to a, a playoff run. But uh, veterans veterans can kind of come in with a little bit of a sigh of relief because they already know what that pressure is like from their initial training camp practice. 
So you mentioned fans watching, and obviously there are so many overreactions at this time of year. Obviously, the the undrafted guy who does make a catch or two is is now a lock for the roster. Yeah, and, absolutely. And this this veteran who's been struggling might be a surprise cut. And you're like, it's it's not even August yet. How are we deciding this? Does any of that trickle into players? minds i know i probably when you were playing you know at least for the skins it was the the kind of the start of the twitter era where people were interacting on twitter and stuff like that and you know that that's all over the place now in so many different forms does any of that kind of trickle its way in you know or is that are you kind of so focused on what you're doing that that doesn't really make its way to you man i tell you the biggest bit of advice would would i would tell those guys to stay off of a twitter and off of you know those social platforms, especially Twitter, because the information is so fast. And, and once somebody writes your name in there, you get caught up looking Brian Murphy. Then you're going right. to see trade Brian Murphy, you know, do the, 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 you get a whole laundry list of it and that bugs you. You don't want to get that yeah. in your head. You're focused. You're there to play ball. You're there to focus on that. So I'd stay away from the social media because that stuff can trickle into your head. Um, like once you get a little sniff or a little taste of what people are saying about you, good or bad. Right. It can set you up for failure, right? If you start, you know, reading that the media likes this guy, they really like that Brian Murphy. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to make it because this writer is writing about me. That ain't necessarily how it goes, right? So it can it can get into your head. It can affect your on-field performance. But get back to basics, man. Stay stay true. Stay the course and understand uh, you're working on working at your job to, to make this team. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. I feel like you could search Twitter and, and find a hundred great things and a hundred bad things. And then especially during training camp, you know, you can search certain phrases like this guy's catching everything. This guy's all over the field. This guy's making plays left and right. You could almost search those exact words and, and find what you're looking for about the, the same guy, good or bad. Um, so I imagine that, that that's probably a distraction i imagine if the coaches could they would probably take phones up and and not let them have them back but i know that you know you're working with grown men and it's not always that way yeah and i mean you you mentioned it earlier twitter was i say it was just starting i didn't get on until i started playing with washington so that was 2010 yeah um and yeah at that point everybody's first tweet is like hey but you're not talking to anybody at (laughs) that point right i I just found out my my twitter or now x or whatever it's gonna be is uh 14 years old which is 2009 i don't even remember having it in 2009 so anyway yeah it was very basic at the beginning and now like like you said it's immediate you know like you know you could drop a pass everybody sees that tweets it out they're gonna they might see all that before they even see the fact that you you know you completed you know five six caught seven you know touchdowns in in workouts and stuff but yeah. the negative stuff finds its way to the top yeah it, it really does but you know stay away from it you can it you don't want that stuff to just start to to really eat away at your head it's it, it's just like plaque for your brain you know you you start living off off of the the good talk and then you think that's that's always how it's going to be um, and then if you dwell on that negative stuff, it tends to eat at you and it bothers you. So leave that mess alone. Focus on the playbook. Focus on the X's and O's. All right. Let me ask you a couple of questions. So we talked a little bit. I mentioned Sam Howe, obviously a position that we're going to be looking at as quarterback. That's a given in football. Uh, maybe one on the offensive side and one on the defensive side. What's a storyline, a player, uh, uh, anything that you might have your eyes on when you, when you get the chance to watch either offense or defense. Mm. Uh, offensive side, 
Um, I, I mean, I've spoken about the offensive line and, and, and what their rotation is going to look like. But one thing that does have me excited is the usage of Antonio Gibson. Mm. Uh, I feel like the word of the the season for this team, at least for this roster, is versatility. And AG being able to run the ball, run routes out of the backfield and line up at receiver and run routes uh, should cause a lot of havoc and, and confusion for defenses. So being able to do that uh, and seeing how Eric Bieniemy uses him and puts him to use, that's something I really want to pay attention to, just seeing how that happens and how this offense, who it runs through. Is it, is it Does it have to run through one particular player to get things going or just kind of how, how is this offense going to roll together? So I'd love to see that in person. Yeah. Then if I can piggyback off that, my my thing is is Eric Bieniemy. I just want to see how vocal he is. Was the OTA stuff? Was that kind of getting getting guys fired up? Is that how he is every single time? I have to imagine that he's a pretty high energy guy. But uh, I think all of those things, offensive line, Antonio Gibson, uh, feeding Terry McLaurin, getting a healthy Logan Thomas back. A lot of those uh, headlines, if you if you would say about the Commanders kind of all goes back to what is EB going to do and what is his imprint look and I uh, look yeah. like and I'm just excited to kind of hear and see you know what he looks like out there I'm, I'm curious to 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 see what that offense looks like I think I'm just really excited about that overall especially on the offensive side yeah for sure I, I don't think it's a I don't I don't I mean obviously so far ahead of actually playing football but I don't expect him to go and start scoring 30, 40 points a game. Sure. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I, I expect him to eclipse 30 a couple of times, but I don't necessarily expect him to be running up 30 points mm-hmm. week in and week out. And I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to be upset. <laughs> I, will gla- I will take it. I will gladly hop on this podcast and give you all a reaction uh, to the game and be like, that was a hell of an offensive performance. Like, I, I will gladly do that. But uh, just coming in, tempering my expectations, this isn't, um, the high octane Kansas City offense, and frankly, outside of quarterback, I think that you could say this is the offensive roster is relatively comparable. I think mm-hmm. they have better receivers in Washington. Offensive line, people are like, oh, the O line sucks. Well, we just got a couple of couple O linemen from, we got one O lineman from Kansas City. Yeah, and they gave up twenty six sacks. Washington gave up forty plus. So uh, you got to assume that this stuff is going to improve. You got the offensive coordinator from there you would think that those sack numbers can come down just from play calling and having some flexibility of, of, of where you put the ball and who you give it to. So I think things will be going in the right direction for this offense for sure. Yeah. And on defense, I'll let you think for a second. I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eyes on those two edge rushers. There are so many parts of that defense that I really like, but I kind of want to see. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What they look like out there. I know we know that they're both playing for a contract, potentially playing for one spot. We, we've mm-hmm. talked about that, and that's kind of been out there. Is there only one spot available for Montez Sweat and Chase Young? I kind of want to see their motivation. 
I think they're both uh, can wreak havoc if they're healthy and right. And it seems like that they're both at that point right now. And so I'm excited to see. I hope they make it tough on Sam Howell, to be honest. I hope it's a little bit tough sledding for Sam Howell. I want his practice, you know, to be tough and, you know, the games to be maybe a little bit easier if that's possible because he's going up against a good defense. But I think it starts with that that pass rush, that defensive line as a whole. But I'm looking at those two guys, the spotlights, the 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 headlines are all right there on 99 and 90. And uh, I want to see them come out firing and, and see what they've got in store in hopes of it being a huge season for both of those guys. Yeah. We, uh, for Chase Young specifically, it's how he starts camp. You know, how he starts camp. Is it one of those, oh, he's got to take a day, got to take a couple of days to get rolling, or is it kind of like day one full speed, let's hit it, right? Because mm-hmm. you mentioned it. Playing for a contract, playing for that fifth-year option, you got, you got a young rookie that got drafted that's right behind you, right? It's, it's – the business side of the league starts to show up a lot quicker than you think in some situations. You're like, wait a second. I got somebody behind me that's pushing me a little bit. So I want to see Chase Young jump out, uh, jump out quickly. Um, another guy that I'm looking to see you have a quick, just quick start to to training camp is Jamin Davis. Yeah. You know, you, you, they added one linebacker, Cody Barton. You know, you're, you're hearing about Kaliki's Kaliki Hudson. His name is being dropped around as having a good off season. Uh, but you know, where's Jamin Davis going to fit in? You know, is he able to get going right away? Um, once again, like Chase Young, is he going to go straight to performing? You know, how he finished? Because I, I like to say that he finished the season playing really well. He was mm-hmm. playing at a pretty high level. Um, you know, once they took the dot and gave it to Cam Curl, I think that gave Jamin the ability to just to hear it and and go, not having to diagnose as much. So I want to see Jamin Davis jump out, make some plays early, uh, and get his confidence going to to add another dangerous weapon to this defense yeah me too uh we we kind of talked about this at uh, a bunch of different ways we we, probably over the last couple of years we're like what are they doing at the linebacker position why haven't they added a guy like you mentioned they've added a couple of depth pieces here and there uh but i I, that makes me think that jamin davis is a guy that they have a lot of confidence in and it's year three and it's time to show that we know he has uh incredible speed we know he can he can flash but can he do that consistently over a 17 game basis i think uh, i think he's got to and i think it starts like you said right here he's got to start off fresh or you know i i I don't know how we just talked about i don't know how much those whispers get to a player but i feel like those whispers will start to get loud if jamin davis is a a step behind i feel like there's really going to be some talk there about you know, the B word being thrown out there about a first round yeah. guy is, you know, is he legit in this league? That kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that there's some talent there and I think they've got some confidence in him. But now it's time. It's year three. You got to go out there and make some plays. Yeah, you really do. And, and that linebacker position is one that is frankly being challenged for some existence. I think I, I don't think it's as far along as as its counterpart, the running back position. Sure. But you can see how a team that in Washington that you know needed linebacker, needed linebackers somewhere. You, you go and get one guy, Cody Barton, uh, but then outside of that, you really don't add anybody. And it leaves you scratching your head, but I think it's the emergence of these safeties. Safeties yeah. and smaller-sized linebackers that are getting more on-field time. You're going against offenses that are chock full of pass catchers across the It's essentially right. getting to be seven-on-seven. It's seven on seven with an offensive and a defensive line. So you need to have fast people uh, who can cover uh, in the middle of the field and aren't afraid to, to stick their nose in there and and make a play. So Jamin's speed 
should help him stay in that type of position. A, a traditional linebacker, you probably need to go and look uh, to go play for Baltimore or something like that right. because I feel like they're going by the wayside, kind of similar to the running back position. No, it's an absolute. That's a great point, and we haven't even talked about the defensive rookies that are coming in. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. We we know what Forbes is, kind of more of a traditional cornerback, but we've already talked about uh, Martin could be a guy that plays all over the place, and, and it's kind of lending itself to what you're talking about. That that there is a need for flexibility in guys. Uh, I mean, Travis Kelsey, arguably one of the best tight ends in in. NFL history can also turn on the jets and run you over too. So it's, you need a guy that can stay with him. You need, uh, it's not just him. It's across the league, like you were saying. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think that's another thing I'm looking at are those rookies, but also the secondary as a whole. How does they, how do they gel with a, a good mix of young guys and veterans and a guy like Cam Curl, who's potentially playing for a new contract and when, and if that comes down, I think there are so many good storylines and it all gets started this week. We are getting there. Yeah, buddy. It's going to be exciting. And just so y'all know, defenses generally start early. Okay, they get off the fast starts because they don't have to do as much. I mean, I say that. They're going to run base stuff, but they can easily run that real quick. Offenses generally have to get their their footing a little bit. So don't be too upset if you see about some early Sam Howell interceptions um, because they're going to get some adjustments made. They'll be good. Well, and one one quick thing on that, you know, we're looking at year one of of the offense with a new quarterback. Obviously, I don't care who you are, you're going to have some bumps and bruises, and it's better to get them out now. And on the defensive side, a lot of these guys are in their third, fourth year in the system. Jack Del Rio has been here since, you know, 2020. And some of those guys have been here that long as well. So you got to think that they have the advantage knowing each other a little bit better and that kind of thing. So yeah, don't get, don't, don't write off Sam Howell just because, you know, Deron Payne and John Allen are wreaking a little bit of havoc. <laughs> we, we want that. That's a good problem to have. So right. yeah, don't freak out immediately uh, this week if that happens. So, Anthony, you'll be there. Can't wait to hear all the stuff that's going on on the field, around the field, off the field. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to be texting you just about every, every, every hour that you're there <laughs> on Friday. So, so be ready for that. I'll um, give you updates, man. I got you. Yeah, so so kind of switching gears, training camps are starting all across the league and thought we'd kind of take a look at some of the bigger stories across the NFL. We know some big names have changed teams. Uh, we know the Jets are on hard knocks. There's all kinds of stuff going on. What sticks out most to you, Anthony, as you're looking uh, at football kind of returning here, not just in the nation's capital, but across the NFL? Well, I mentioned it just a second ago, is just the status of the R- RB position, those mm-hmm. running backs. Uh, even though Saquon Barkley did just sign an extension that's worth, you know, could be between 10 and 11 million. I mean, essentially yep. um, one article, one people, one, one, one stance is that it's bad for the RB market. But then on the other side, you're like, what, what do you want this guy to do? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see how that position is devalued to really, really talented players that are just sitting out there. Um, but we mentioned it a second ago, you're seeing a transition in the way, the game is being played. You look at how much seven on seven is actually being played by young athletes. And that stuff starts to work its way into the NFL. You're starting to see the offensive schemes that spread guys out and they need running backs. that can get out in space and catch passes uh, like Austin Eckler, extremely high value uh, in the way that the game is played now. Not so much uh, where you're just trying to turn around and hand it to somebody 25 times. So that's one thing to see. Like, Do you see, uh, a 
what's his name? Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, where those guys land. Um, and, and you mentioned to me it could be a training camp thing because obviously, mm. you know, are they going to show up in the middle of camp? Um, if there are any injuries, are these some names that come back up? So uh seems the running backs are going to get some respect. Yeah. Uh, I, a couple of years back, I, I think there was something about tight ends not getting paid like wide receivers. And some guys, uh, I think somebody changed their Twitter bio to pass catcher, not mm. not tight end or something like that, because uh, they didn't want to be pigeonholed as a tight end. It kind of feels that way with running backs. I mean, yeah. you know, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, um, Dalvin Cook. Those guys are not only, you know, leading their teams in rushing, they're also right up there top five in receiving, if not top two or three in receiving yards, reception, yeah. targets, that sort of thing. They're being asked to do a whole lot more than run between the tackles. And I saw, I want to say it was Derrick Henry that said that, you know, they're the only position where you, you can have a 2000 yard season, a huge career year for yourself and it be held against you because then you're, you're looked at as like you have too many carries you're, you're mm. too worn and too torn. And so, yeah, yeah, that's something that's definitely got to correct itself one way or another. And yeah, I'm curious how it plays out. Do some of these guys sit out a little bit to keep themselves fresh knowing that, you know, they, they're not going to get compensated as much as they'd like to. Um, I know they had that zoom call where a bunch of these guys got on and talked about it. And uh, frankly, it, it it's, it stinks for them because they're, they're some of the most exciting players in the league. I mean, these are yeah. household names, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin cook, Austin Eckler. These are the guys that are scoring every week, you know, in a fantasy driven, you know, focus where, That's where bad. fans are at right now. So it's, it's tough where it's coming from. And then being here in Atlanta, I'm already hearing about Bajan Robinson. I think he said it, you know, since the spring uh, with OTAs that Arthur Smith's lining them out, lining them up out wide, you know, in the backfield, these guys are like you were saying, are being asked to do so much more than just run between the tackles. It's not that traditional Earl Campbell, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, John Riggins handed off right up the middle and get, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. They're being asked to almost play two completely different positions. And so I hope it sorts itself out. These guys deserve to get paid. And, um, you know, as fans, we want to see these guys out on the field. And it's, it seems odd that Dalvin cook isn't on a team yet. And that, yeah. that just seems a little weird. Yeah, it, it's one of those things like I haven't played the Madden in a while, but every now and again, you'd see after a free agency period on Madden, there'd be a lot of big names. Uh, I remember a few years, many moons back, you'd see like Ray Lewis is on the free agency. So everybody's rushing to get those guys. It's odd to see players yeah. of that caliber just not on the field. Mm -hmm. And and even though I've been against Washington trying to make a play for a Dalvin Cook um I think that I just think that he's probably got too much star power and is going to want more money. Sure. Um, at a position, frankly, where is an improvement with 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 uh, with with watching with what Washington has. Sure. Uh, but with what else Washington has, I don't think you necessarily need to go and and add a Dalvin Cook. It could it could change how your offense looks. Sure, but I think that you 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 got to look at what you're bringing in too. You got to a coordinator who they've only uh, Kansas city only ran for 1900 yards, right? Washington outrushed them. Right. So it's, it's not like somebody's walking in, installing a, a, a ground and pound, you know, physical type style of offense. So it's, it's tough for the running backs for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's gonna, I feel, I feel like old school Bill Belichick would, would find a way to get like three of these guys on his team and yeah. have yeah. them on the field all at the same time. And we're just run old school Georgia tech, triple option. Right. T. 
Like, that's what you should do. Sign Leonard Fournette and all these and Dalvin Cook. That'd be a three-headed monster. Yeah. Go well, get you one of them quarterbacks from Navy. Yeah. Run the triple option. Exactly. Well, and you know that that's how it's going to end up, that these guys are – I'm not going to say take a, a deal by any means, but they're going to end up signing a, a smart deal with somebody and it's going to make somebody that much better surprisingly. And, and, you know, I can see like the chiefs going and adding one of these guys to, to help bolster their, their unit just to, because it makes sense financially. Cause you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shape out, but you know, I hope to see these guys, you know, out there sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I think it makes the game better and more exciting. It definitely um, does. I'm sure there's some people who had a, a hold them league or yeah, keeper, exactly. keeper league, and they're like, I got Dalvin Cook. Yeah. What do it. I do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm stuck, right? Yeah. But yeah. Well, sp- it comes with the territory. Well, I guess. speaking of, of veterans, we, we saw, or I guess it's not official, but DeAndre Hopkins looking to potentially go to the Titans. We saw OBJ finally signing with the Ravens. We know about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, Derek Carr to the Saints. We've seen a lot of veterans yes but like some long-term veterans some 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 experienced guys guys, yeah switching teams so when we were talking about training camp and a veteran coming in how does that change what is your mindset going from a team that you've known potentially your whole career to a whole new environment i imagine some of the language is the same as far as football and that kind of thing but what is that like going from one team that does it this way and moving over to a team that does it a whole different way do you have any insight on that I do. Having went from you know, Washington back to Miami and then bouncing around a few other teams from there, um, you try to get up to speed as fast as possible. You know, Whenever you're getting into a new situation, new organization, uh, when I went to Miami, it was training camp and then season started. So I had to, in a week time, try to learn as much of this playbook as possible. Uh, fortunately, you know, those guys have been able to be with their new teams through the off seasons, yeah. and it shouldn't be as much of a shock. Um, but for big name guys like that, Aaron Rodgers, I feel like everybody kind of gets on the same page as him, mm-hmm. right? He already has his offensive coordinator. Everybody has to work to his level and his standard and be on the same page as him. Uh, OBJ putting in the work with Lamar Jackson, that's big, getting on the same page as your quarterback. Um, and the interesting one for me is DeAndre Hopkins, whereas I do think you know that's probably the best signing, uh, best position for both sides. Uh, I think he's the type of receiver that's going to stay stay open and stay as a potential target for whatever quarterback lines up for Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, being at Tannehill or uh, Malik Willis or being Will Levis, one of those guys, whoever's out there is probably going to be looking for 10 frequently. Yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And uh, speaking of running backs, you, you kind of forget you got Derrick Henry back there. So that's right. Definitely going to be, you know, lead with the run, play action, get it to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but getting up to speed quickly, trying to learn learn the new teammates uh, because these guys walk in with enough uh, enough on their resume that it can be a little bit intimidating for young guys. Sure. You know, they, they, those guys are going to walk in. Like, oh my God, it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Why the D Hop? You know, I played with him on Madden, whatever. So yeah, yeah. Like you, you have that little bit, and and however you want to say, I always tell people this: like whoever the star is in the locker room, there's a younger player that's like kind of fanboying it out, and he's kind of looking up to you. In Miami, my locker mate was Joey Porter, mm. you know, and 
I was like, oh, Joey Porter, you know, I'm, I'm like kind of hyped up that he's right there and couldn't have been the nicest guy. Yeah. He was just absolute pleasure. I remember seeing him sign stacks and stacks of fan mail. Just, I mean, they would bring over a box and he would just be in his locker signing fan mail the whole time. And and I loved, I loved to see that because maybe the outward imagery of Joey Porter is this, you know, big, mean pass rusher, uh, you know, attitude crazy talker, but no, he's in here writing. He's signing fan mail for every single person that sent him a letter. So uh, yeah, veter- veterans end up doing well in locker rooms because they, they kind of get to set the tone. They get to set the temperature. Yeah. And going off that, I, I still can't believe like these guys that I, we, we played Madden with like Joey Porter and uh, Sante Samuel and Patrick Sertan. And now their, their kids are in the league. I, I, yeah. I feel old. I, I don't, I, haven't felt that way. And now, now seeing these guys that you talk about and now their kids are in the league, but yeah, that's awesome to see the veterans and, and the rookies kind of come together. And I think I saw something, I'm sure it'll be on hard knocks, but uh sauce Gardner got Aaron Rodgers a chain and you could that. tell, yeah, you could just, it, it's just funny seeing the two different generations all, almost there just based on the age gap. That's gotta be fun for, for some guys and probably not so fun for other guys, but it's nice to see guys that have a good sense of humor about it all. Yeah, they've they've done. I tell you, Woody Johnson, y'all need to go ahead and give Sauce Gardner a little bonus because yeah. he started with with recruiting Aaron Rodgers a while yeah. back. He done burnt that cheese head, right. um, and it's well worth it. Now that's a scary unit, man. That's a yeah. scary team. Um, heading into training camp at the end of the season, like you got to think that just the Aaron Rodgers factor alone is going to get them another two or three wins. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. their last record is, but um, I'm sure they could like a couple of them games they lost last year. You can easily think Aaron Rodgers is going to get them almost a handful of them back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it adds value, you know, I, I, I love fantasy football, but it adds value to guys like Garrett Wilson who had an yeah. incredible rookie season. And now yeah. he could be potentially a, top 10 wide receiver in the league just by you know switching his quarterback and not just by that it's his work too but yeah it makes it exciting when a guy like that switches teams so that'll be interesting to see another thing i was looking looking at and you mentioned this the the commander's week two opponent the the denver broncos last year russell wilson struggled a little bit in a new environment with a head coach that didn't work out now he's got sean payton coming in i think that's going to be one that i'm kind of keeping tabs on i'm interested Mm -hmm. to see how that goes we know how it kind of ended in seattle with russell wilson kind of seemed like he just had a different philosophy in the end than pete carroll i'm curious how he gets along with a guy like sean payton who obviously is going to want things done his way uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see how they gel because I, I think that the talent is there for the Broncos, but it, it that doesn't mean anything if you're not on the same page. So I think you had brought that up that 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 the Commanders are getting them at a good time in Week Two to where they might not have had a whole lot of time to gel together. And so I'm kind of curious what kind of headlines come out of uh, Denver this off season or you know that's, the remaining off season. No, that's a very good point. I don't remember if I said that, but if I did, I'll no, take I'm it. giving no. I you were the I'll wise old it. wise one, old wise one. I got that from you. Uh, yeah, I was like, man, that's a good point. I was got, kind of getting a little more nervous about the Denver game going out there, but you mentioned that yeah. it was week two, and it doesn't matter who you are. That's early in the season, and then especially with a, a new coach, you might yep. get him in a good spot. Still working through some things. Russell Wilson could still potentially be holding on to old habits and things of that nature. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, nonetheless, training camp is here, y'all. 
Yeah. Stanley campus here. That means football is right around the corner. That's right. A couple of weeks left. You're going to have some preseason ball to watch. Hall of Fame game is coming up. Um, news, just NFL news, just popping up all over the place. It's very exciting. Um, but you can follow that and follow more of us on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and the Twitter. Uh, not on the Facebook, so not over there. But uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok uh, I asked you, oh yeah, I asked you a question earlier, my golfing folks. Let me know what your score is. What you, what do right. you shoot normally? I would love to hear where we compare because I think I've found one little missing part to my swing. Nice. And it gives me uh, much better contact. Ball, ground, divot. Ball, ground, divot. That's what I'm working for. Uh, we'll do that. But also make sure you tune in <laughs> to us. Uh, tune in Radio Sirius XM um, and watch Stadium. We also have some Believe TV uh, platforms out there as well. So some of our shows are streaming over on those sites. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, betonline.ag. Don't forget to use our code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus. You can go hit some Commander's Futures, some NFL Futures, all kinds of good stuff on there. So be sure to check out our guys at betonline.ag. Not just football, all kinds of things there. So uh, be sure to check that out. Anthony, I'm going to be checking in with you from training camp. Can't wait to hear how it goes. I can't wait to, uh, you know, kind of live through you and be there through you and hear all the sights and sounds. So I hope it's a fun time and safe travels and can't wait to to hear uh, what you're doing up there. Yes, sir. I'll be checking in with the fans and hell, hopefully make sure they let me in. man. I think I made my RSVP, <laughs> so we'll have to see. Uh, but for Brian Murphy, welcome back. I'm Anthony Armstrong. It's been a, another episode of the Believe in Commander show. We'll catch you guys on the next one. You got your team back. That's See you right. Around. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.